everybody, and welcome back to Thank Godzilla. It's Friday. It's Friday. And that means it's Godzilla and Rodan and Mothra and Baragon and Gorosaurus and that one giant spider dude. And Come I think on, I uh... And I think I saw Varen in there briefly. Varen but... was in there. Okay. Anguirus. Anguirus. A lot of Anguirus. Yeah. Manda. King Ghidorah. Did you say Mothra? I think I did. I think you said Mothra. I think I said Mothra. Um, uh, did we say Manila? I said Manila. Yeah, then I think we're good. Anyway, it's, it's, it's this is all, our all fighting yet another monster. That's true. I said King Ghidorah. You said King Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're, we covered. I think we got them all. Yeah, I think we I think we buried this whole bit. I think it's just we dead got, now. Yeah. We got all monsters. Yes. This time around. It's all monsters. What should we do with those monsters, Whitney? Destroy them. All nice. of them. Every last one of them. Nice. Uh, this is our podcast here at the Critically Acclaimed Network, where we're reviewing every single Godzilla and Godzilla-adjacent movie in order. And we have reached one of the big ones. Occasionally, we review a film that has been somewhat forgotten by time. Varen hmm. is another one of those, for example. Yeah. Varen the Unbelievable isn't like yeah. well regarded. Can, can you believe it? Uh, but this one is considered... It's one of the best movie titles. It's mm. very evocative. It's very dynamic. It's very exciting. Just the title itself, Destroy All Monsters. It's a motion toward. It's a command to the audience. <laughs> it's getting you involved. It's like it's like those uh, roller coasters or those amusement park rides at Universal Studios. Like you have to save ET. Like ah oh, man, and you I just was... you, you ride on the ride and at the very end. It says, "Hey, you did it!" It's like, like oh, oh, cool. Just sat on a ride. I'm yeah, good. Thanks. It was easier than um, I thought. So although um, that that's that's the uh, English name. Uh, it's not mm. called Destroy All Monsters in Japanese. What's it called it, in Japanese? I think it's called, like, Giant Monster All-Out Attack. Mm. I've had it's, a couple it's just of... called Monster All-Out Attack. Yeah, and it's had a couple of names uh, as well. Uh, they definitely... Uh, this this is a film that had been uh, in development. They've been working on it mm. uh, for a while. Uh, it was thought at the time that perhaps Godzilla had run its course. Perhaps we've done all that we can do. I mean, it's been 14 years. It's 14 years. It's a lot of movies. It's fought a lot of monsters. You've, you've merged it with a whole bunch of different genres. Uh, so they were like, how do we put a capper on this? How do we just like send, send everyone off, mm. you know, happily ever after? And they said, we're going to take... The initial plan was to get all the monsters. Every monster that, that Toho had done. And put them all in one movie. And that ended up being a little too expensive, so they didn't really do that. Uh, but they got a lot of them. But to say, well, what did they miss out? They missed out Dogura. Yeah, we're not well, Dogura yet. Well, and, and also some uh, of them they Kong, didn't have the rights to. Yeah. They didn't have Kong anymore, for example. So we didn't get Mechanic Kong either. Mm. But we got a lot of monsters here in this big, giant monster fight and spectacular. Uh, the first screenplay was called Monster Total Advancement Order. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty cool, actually. So it sounds very uh, officious, but yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, Destroy All Monsters is the big sort of Avengers team-up. The Abbott well, and Costello meet Frankenstein team-up. Well, it's been 14 years since the original. And yeah, how did how did that whole Marvel cycle begin? It started in 2008. 
Yeah, uh, it, only and, did, it only took like four or five years to get uh, to Avengers from Marvel. Well, uh, Avengers Endgame, however. Oh, well, yeah, like that the, was... The, the Giganto yeah, one. That was, was more like ten years. Was, yeah, it was 11 years to, yeah. to get that far. So, we're, so they're, they're, uh, mm. the, the point is this, Marvel didn't invent shit. Oh, golly, no. No. If you want to, if you if you want to like study like the real history of geekdom, you got to go way back. At least in movies, like mm-hmm. there's so much history to uncover and unlock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this has been a real treat uh, exploring a lot of these movies, most of which I haven't seen before, and I've actually never seen. I definitely saw some of this as a kid, like a little is, kid um, on TV, but I've never seen this movie all the way through. Th- these God- these Godzilla movies from the fifties, sixties, seventies, the Showa era. Mm. Uh, named after the emperor at the time was uh, like, there's a shared cultural experience for American kids mm. who saw these things when they were children on like public access TV or not public access. Like yeah, the UHF TV stations. Yeah. They, they were treated there's, a lot. Of, a lot of these are treated as kids movies. Yeah. And, and so they were put on in like kids time slots. Uh, there's some weird sort of cultural penetration mm. for Godzilla. I've been talking about since we started this whole podcast, this sort of like little kid thrill that but, you get from watching these movies. And we even talked about it. And we did son of Godzilla. Cause they had, that was the one where they introduced Godzilla's son Manila. Mm. But there was also a Godzilla television series in America, a cartoon series mm. where Godzilla had a different teen sidekick yeah. named Godzuki. So kids, New Godzilla. Godzilla was kind of a friendly creation yeah. to kids in America for many, many years. Um, I think Destroy All Monsters is really interesting uh, because it's called Destroy All Monsters. It's got space aliens who are controlling the monsters and also people, yeah. and they have and they have a King Ghidorah, and yeah. uh, they're, they're just trying it's, to take over the world. It's basically invasion of Astro Monster with some of the Mysterians. Yeah, it's, yeah. But, but it's, it's the, stuff we've seen before. It's new aliens. They're called the Kilak, and yeah. um, uh, they but they're pretty similar, and they, even their outfits yeah. are a little similar. Uh, but what's happening here is, and I think it's really telling what happens at the beginning of this movie. Uh, all of the monsters in Japan mm. have been gathered up and are being stored on Monsterland, Monster Island. Yeah, and Monsterland is kept in check by these sort of like gaseous borders like invisible well, barriers well they, they say keep... that there's different barriers for different monsters yeah. like there's a border that's just keeps rodan from flying yeah, it's a magnetic field that keeps yeah. rodan from flying away and if monster land sounds weird to you after this it would be called monster island because yeah. it is an island actually monster yeah. island is a peninsula <laughs> it's a simpsons joke uh, yeah cute. don't worry it's just a name actually it's a peninsula <laughs> Uh, but all of the monsters are have somehow been rounded up, and they're being yeah. kept there. And this is the future and, uh, now, by the way. They said this is the end of the 20th century. Yeah. And the, the American dub, it's 1999. In the Japanese original version, it's just the end of the 20th century. A little bit more vague. Mm. Uh, but yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the future, and we have the technology to do this. Um, if we're to accept Godzilla as you know, a former destructive force yeah. uh, that... Yeah, sort of the symbol of of like <clears throat> of the nu- the nuclear bomb and yeah. nuclear trauma. Uh, I was thinking about it, and it's it's so insulting that America should take Godzilla and put it put an American actor in the center of it. Yeah, when Godzilla is specifically the damage America did to Japan. Yeah. Really, yeah. The anyway. way that the way that some uh, American movies or re-edits of these movies mm. have tried to recontextualize Godzilla, 
weirds me out. And eventually we're going to get to um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, the more recent legendary film, oh, okay. in which uh, Godzilla, this metaphor for the horrible, unforgivable destruction of the atomic bomb, uh, will be rescued by feeding him atomic bombs heroically. Yeah, th- there's... That's weird that you did that. America, uh, America. That's a that's that. a we- yeah. the our atomic uh, after, bomb saved the world. Uh, after uh, mm. after seeing Oppenheimer, it's like you're looking at Godzilla a lot differently now. And um, yeah. so if you weren't already, uh, you. But over the course of the movies, we've mentioned Godzilla sort of slowly turns. You know, there were other infiltrators and became sort of protector of Japan, Japan's bouncer, uh, and and eventually Earth's bouncer. Yeah. But uh, you know, for other infiltrators that are coming in, so Godzilla slowly was. A symbol of Japanese national pride. Japan's yeah. defender. Japan. He, yeah. He's the, the ultimate. become more embraced as a, as a yeah, hero. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in by putting all of the monsters on Monster Line, now all the monsters mm-hmm. are Japan's specific defenders. Well, and all of the monsters at the beginning of the movie. Well, hang, hang on. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. getting to this. I'm sorry. I thought you were. Uh, no, I'm, I'm you still, got me point. still getting to my point. Uh, if all of these monsters are symbols of Japan's national pride, mm-hmm. uh, how how glorious that Japan's resentment should break out <laughs> and destroy the world. Because the first thing that happens in the movie mm-hmm. is, of course, the monsters get off the island. Yeah. And they go to uh, Paris. Gorosaurus yeah. tears down the Arc de Triomphe and uh-huh. the whole city. I've, I've Man- t- Manda destroys London. Yeah, off uh, camera. Uh, no, it's like one yeah, shot of it. Most after. Uh, uh, but uh, Godzilla gets New York City. Briefly. Mm. What they never say, and we're going to go through this whole thing, by the way. You're skipping over so much, I have so many thoughts on well, it. Well, hang but on. I, I, let me just say this one quick thing right. while you're doing this. We never find out which monster destroyed New Kirk City. The, oh, I guess Mothra. Do yeah. they mention New Kirk City? No, but we know this is all canon now, so we know New Kirk City is a real city in America. Uh-huh. So, I guess New Kirk City got off light this time. It, it was the one city that wasn't damaged. Apparently so. But I, I, I like this idea, um, you know, seeing all of these monsters as Japan's unrepressed, you know, mm. vengeance against the world. Indeed, the one uh, city they don't initially attack is is Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah, that's the closest to the Monster Island. Mm. And there's like, now nah, we're gonna they, skip they go it. out into the world and destroy it. So yeah. yeah, this is like, this is just as much a symbol of like military revenge mm. as the or Avengers karmic revenge, karmic revenge as yeah. the Avengers are in the United States as like revenge for nine eleven. Except. Except the Avengers, to be fair, mm. uh, the Avengers have agency, whereas the monsters are being controlled by an outside villainous force. So it's not qu- yeah. it, that 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 subtly undermines that a little bit. But the, the overall gist, well, I agree with. You say that the the heroes have agency, but they exist in a world where they kind of don't. Uh, they're they're super powered beings. They're heroes that yeah. must fight villains. Like that's their mandate. Uh, that's their raison d'être as uh, an artistic creation. But yeah. they're still na- characters existing in a universe who are not literally being mind controlled by aliens. I suppose not. That's su- that's a subtle distinction. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, the Avengers try to uh, essentially get revenge for destroying cities. There's a lot of images of cities being destroyed mm-hmm. in these superhero movies. Yeah. What do you think that relates to? Uh, 
Uh, and this is about them getting revenge on the people that destroyed our cities. Mm-hmm. It's this symbolic, uh, either pre like fantasy pre defense mm-hmm. against nine eleven, or revenge. But it is called Avengers. Yeah. So it, it's I think it's telling that it's not you know X Men that became huge at that time. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, and I think that's you know sort of that's a pretty popular criticism uh, yeah. interpretation of these superhero movies, and, and I feel yeah. like these Godzilla movies yeah. are doing something very very similar yeah. about wartime trauma and using these fantasy creatures as instruments of uh, like symbolic revenge and and gradually moving away from that central metaphor mm. in in a lot of different films that it's still kind of there but also diamond heists. Like <laughs> we 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 do we do lose that thread once in a while, but we well, always but, come back to it. But I, I wasn't talking about all the movies in general. <clears throat> I am. This, I'm, this I'm, is I'm, the I culmination is, of all those movies. Yeah, and this is a movie that specifically has a scene of Godzilla attacking New York. So yeah. I think there's something really the Manhattan Project, for God's sake. I think there's yeah. something very specific going on here. I agree. Uh, I agree. So yeah, and it's. It's still a very silly film in a lot of ways, but it's also... But, it, but it's it, glorious, it, isn't it? It's, it's very <laughs> epic, and I appreciate that. I have some quibbles with it, but uh, it's definitely enjoyably okay. huge. You need to get out. You, don't, you do not have quibbles with Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> You're not permitted. Destroy All Destroy Monsters. Monsters is one of the greatest works did, of cinema. Did we introduce ourselves this week? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if we did. I'm William Bibiani, by the way, and he's Whitney. Uh, I'm, I'm Whitney. We're if, film critics. We do this. If you, you hate, okay. If you hate my blithering, that's who I am. Uh, good blithering, I always say. Um, so yeah, I was, well, I was just yeah. looking up information on the movie, and uh, and Mothra destroyed Beijing. Yeah, Mothra destroyed Beijing. Yeah. That's true. Um, let's let's talk about the movie proper. We open with a narrator, which we don't usually have in these movies, and it isn't until very late in the film that we realize that the narrator is a news reporter who's talking about the very last scene in the film. It's which Steve is almost Martin. It's almost a twist. Oh, no, it's not. Which Steve is kind Martin. of. It's not Steve Martin. That would have been funny, but not, not. And if you've been listening, you know that Steve Martin was the name of Raymond Burr's character, not not the comedian, comedian extraordinaire Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Different guy. It's a very common name. Uh, it's the end of the 20th century. We now have a moon base, which didn't end up happening. Uh, we go to the moon regularly, daily flights to and from the moon. And the other big thing that's happened, and otherwise everything is exactly the same, uh, is we've got Monster Land. And yeah, we never find out how they wrangled all the monsters onto this island, but we did. And they're all here, and apparently Ishiro Honda was really fond of the idea of Monster Land. He really just wanted to spend a lot of the movie just dedicated to how neat it would be to have all of these monsters in one place. And you could fly around and say, like, wave to Godzilla and stuff. And like... Solving all the problems inherent to that, like, that's a lot of monsters. And they're carnivores, a lot of them. What do they eat? And they said, like, they're actually, like, doing, like, underwater farming of tons of fish. And we see, like, Rodan swoop down and eat a dolphin. That sucks, but okay. Um, And, uh, yeah. You do know that animals eat animals, right? Yeah. That's, like... A thing that happens in nature. I also know that they made up Rodan, and Rodan could have been a vegetarian. <laughs> you made so. it up. You decided he he had to eat dolphins. What do you have against dolphins? I don't know. No, are you kidding? Those fuckers. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I have nothing against Dolphins. I got Star Trek Prodigy canceled. I don't even know how. (laughs) (laughs) It was all a scheme. How did they do that? (laughs) Um... And anyway, it's it's all very magical, and you get the impression that the the monsters would prefer to leave. You see them kind of half-heartedly try to leave, like kind of Godzilla testing the the like, fences. A like little Godzilla, bit, yeah. like tries to leave the island, but he doesn't look super passionate about it. And when he's like n- sent away by like some kind of like dispersal of gas that makes him go, oh, gross. Like he's just sort of like, well, I tried. Yeah, time to time to hang out with Manila some more. Um, <laughs> just trying to get away from this kid, <laughs> basically. Um, I was surprised, Manila isn't very important to this movie, I was surprised at how much Manila there was, considering that wasn't an Ishiro Honda creation, uh-huh. and he found, he actually found some fun things to do with Manila. They're little things, but they're fun. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that there is, much like on like Jurassic Park, there is actually like a team of scientists living on Monster Island, or underneath it rather, who are responsible for the upkeep of all this tech, and researching all the monsters. Uh, this is a, a, a wrinkle in these Godzilla movies, this idea of the dedicated, good-hearted scientists controlling the monsters, mm. or, or rather just, like, overseeing in, in them like case, they're in a zoo. Yeah, in this case, it's uh, like they're, like, caretakers. Not, you know? not controlling them, but, you know, yeah, like... Not yet, anyway. Taking care of them. Uh, that would go on as as late as uh, the most recent American film. Yeah. Like, they're no, keeping they're, they're, Kong and Godzilla in these, like, enclosures in that yeah, movie. Well, uh, Kong, at least, yeah. yeah. Um... Godzilla just fucks off and does his yeah, own thing. True. We can't really control him. But yeah, Kong, Kong likes to just hang out here, you know, mm. babysit my kids. Yeah. You know, he's cheap. Um, no, he's not. He's dra- <laughs> He's really fucking expensive. Um, so anyway, all of this is kind of magical and it's basically like, it, it, it looks like a travel log. Like you too could visit Monsterland. And then right at the beginning of the movie, wasting no fucking time, like... The whole island gets gassed. The monsters get gassed. The scientists get gassed. And the moon base, where uh, this one lady who was uh, having like her first day on Monster Island, uh, uh, her boyfriend works on the moon. Uh, the moon base is like, oh no, Monster Island has been attacked. And they're, they're told... <laughs> I have a boyfriend. You wouldn't know him. He works on the moon. <laughs> they, they're told, you have to get to Monster Island. And I'm like... The moon is closer than Japan? <laughs> like, seriously? But in any case, uh, yeah, the island is gassed. The scientists, a lot of them disappear. And the monsters suddenly start popping up all over the world. They make amazing time. Rodan gets to Moscow really fast. And Rodan can, like, fly supersonic speeds. But that would still take, like, an hour. Like you'd think, <laughs> right? Least, no, just right? instantly there. Boom. They have a, an announcement on the news that Baragon is attacking uh, Paris, even though it's clearly Agorasaurus. And oh, a, do they say Baragon? They say Baragon. All right. And even though it's the Gorosaurus, uh, I've there's two fun things about this. One, uh, apparently the Baragon costume was on loan at the time when they shot that, so they had to like make do <laughs> with right. the Gorosaurus. Uh, but I've seen people try to win a no prize on that one it's like well because all the monsters are working together to destroy the world okay. Baragon is like operating as everyone's like mass transit system because he's the one who can burrow underground okay so like Baragon led Gorosaurus to Paris 
And so Gorosa, that, that, so underground. that's why they said Gorosaurus was in Paris, that's even the, though that was clear. Or, but they said Baragon. They okay, said Baragon, even like, though it was We're still blaming Baragon for this one, is right. basically the, the, the gist of it. Uh, Mothra. This is clearly Gorosaurus erasure. That's what's oh, going yeah. on here. Uh, Mothra is attacking uh, Beijing. Two things about Mothra. One, Mothra never appears in moth form in this movie, and it's always weird when that doesn't happen to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Well, especially with this big one, it's, yeah, you, know, you, you think th- you'd want like, the, the, the full, glory. mature Mothra. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, uh, until he, he gets wings, or she gets wings, mm-hmm. um, it's caterpillar It's a caterpillar, I mean, until a, there's a, 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 a moth. moth larva is still a, a moth. Mm, kind of. Oh, yes. A moth larva is a moth. <laughs> it's not not a moth. I, I suppose you got me on that one. I guess that's... I have to grant you that. Um, also, apparently, since this this, this place takes place decades in the future, yeah, the fact that Mothra hasn't become Mothra again is, is kind of weird and an odd timeline. And secondly... Well, we don't know um, when that... That Marva was born. Well, Could have happened recently. The implication is that that doesn't happen very often, but fair enough. Uh, the other thing, though, is that Mothra was like the godlike protector of Infant Island. Uh-huh. I think Infant Island got destroyed. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like because it was already on its last legs the last time we saw it. Yeah. And it's like, like being. Subject to weird radiation experiments. Yeah, yeah it was, it was just, just not had, in good shape. They just had a shit time of it. It's really not fair what happened to everyone on Infant Island. So, like, I, I think the only way you could get Mothra off Infant Island uh, would be more terrible things happen. So, that just sucks. Uh, it's implied canon that Infant Island got screwed over even more. That's not cool. Um, but, yeah, monsters attacking, monsters attacking. Uh, so many monsters. All monsters. Yes. Except for Frankenstein. Except Frankenstein, except for Godzilla. Uh, not for Godzilla. Except for uh, Ebira. Oh, yeah. We yeah. don't get Ebira. That, that yeah, but Ebira's a villain monster. We don't want Ebira. So was Monda. Uh, no, Monda, Monda's a friend now. Now? I, I don't want that lobster fighting <laughs> alongside the other one. That, 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 would, that would make the other monsters cheap somehow. Have, uh, have Ebira. Because Ebira sucks. Okay. That's all. It's fine. I don't. I don't want Ebera there because Ebera sucks. I like Ebera. I don't know what the other. I thought it was a neat costume. Um, we we don't get the mantises. That's true. We only Ka- get the, the big spider. The, the yeah, Kamakuras. Yeah. Uh, we know. We don't find out what city Manila is attacking. And London. I think, they say London. No, no. Manda is attacking London. Oh, Manila. Manila. Ma- we don't Manila, find out. What... Manila's not attacking. Manila is not an attack monster. Manila's like cute little chibi monster. I'm just saying, you could attack like a small town somewhere. <laughs> he's attacking Fresno. Yeah, he's attacking Dancer, Texas. Yeah, there Population you go. Population eighty five or whatever that movie was. <laughs> um, he's attacking Zizix Road. Um, so all the monsters got, are got, got some good indie references Thank in you. there. Yeah. So they're they're attacking they're attacking everywhere, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is bad." Uh, and uh, they send their moon guys to Monster Island to mm. see what's what. And the moon guys show up, and uh, the lead scientist is there, and also the the guy's girlfriend is there. Uh, but they're saying, like, actually, uh, the aliens have taken over and they are commanding all of the monsters to attack all the cities on Earth. And we, for one, welcome our over- our new overlords. Uh, we think they're great. They're super mm. smart. They're devilishly attractive. Uh, they wear these really cool silver outfits. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just think they're neat is all. So uh, we think you should all just uh, sort of bow down to them. And they're like, did they brainwash you? And they're just like, 
No. <laughs> Aliens? Us? Is this one of your Earth jokes? <laughs> um, so it's all bad. Mm-hmm. It's all bad. They're, 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 the aliens want to want to take over the Earth, and they're using monsters to attack it. And everyone's like, "Ah, oh, man!" So they send off all their <laughs> they, they, they send all their they it's send like all a Captain Underpants book. They, oh man! And then there was a monster, and they're like, "Oh yay!" They send their tanks. They send their like you know those those trucks with missiles on the back and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, have those ever worked never and a lot of this movie is devoted to like that military of course stuff. it is it always is yeah. but then i get that there's a certain enjoyable thrill just in seeing like a giant monster wail on some stuff oh, yeah. but it's the same stuff over and over again and at this point you just look absurd for trying <laughs> i uh the, the military we pay for the tanks we're going to use the tanks we're going to lose the tanks i, I understand the, the military is always in these movies a symbol yeah. of hum, humans hubris yeah the the thought that we could take down a monster with our weapons humans hubris should be a, a herman's herbert's uh, cover band humans hubris yeah uh so i understand why it's always included but it's always the least interesting part yeah watching the the first volley of military weapons oh yeah uh and, and I think we've even joked before. What if, like, they, they fire one missile and that's all it takes? It's mm-hmm. like, Godzilla's attacking. Oh, no, fire missiles. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. It worked. Okay. <laughs> Who wants Godzilla burgers? You know, it's, uh, it never works out that way. Yeah. Why try? But you, know, you got yeah. it, it. It's almost like a, a strange requirement. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a big shootout uh, with the aliens. Someone gets shot in the head and we see it. Oh, yeah. Weirdly it's some, violent. Some good violence in this yeah, movie. Yeah, just un, un, really did not expect that image. That uh, that wasn't the the violence that really got to me. Mm. Uh, there's a scene later in the movie oh, where the, guy it, pulls the, the thing? earrings. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, that that's fucking weird. Um, they end up uh, taking the lead scientist, but not the, the, the moon guy's girlfriend. Uh, they, taking the lead scientist with him, but he's still brainwashed. And he refuses to say anything. He's not going to give them any information about the aliens. And the second they take their eyes off of him, he throws himself out a window. Mm. Miraculously lives. The, but there's l- a, lands, well, he lands on a beach, so there's nice soft sand below. Still, He's still hurt a lot. And uh, the aliens show up to try to take him away. There's another big shootout, yada, yada, yada. And they end up uh, pulling the guy like away, saving the scientist. And they see that he's actually had... A tiny metal thing surgically implanted it's like behind a his bead, ear. Yeah. And I love the surgeon who removes it. But, because he sees this little alien device that's been uh, surgically implanted inside a human being's head in, the, in, like, in a world where that's not a thing, by the way. And he says, hey, did this guy have any hearing problems? No? Well, then this isn't a hearing aid. Yeah. Yes, Bob! Yes. It's the future. They have, like, interesting <clears throat> hearing aids in the You'd future. You'd think he would have heard of such a thing, but he didn't. So, yeah, turns out they surgically implant stuff in your head, and apparently they're using similar technology to control all oh, the monsters. monsters. Yeah. yeah. Again, I keep thinking about poor Godzilla and Rodan and Mothra, who... I mean, how many times has this happened to them now? <laughs> a couple times. Just had yeah. their free will stripped away. We understand now that they are actually intelligent beings. Self-aware. Mm. Have their own personality, capable of rational reason. 
uh, you know, their 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 priorities I mean, they, and they, needs are very different well, from ours, but they they they're, have they're not intelligence. They have intelligence. It's mm. not animal intelligence, but it's yeah. not human intelligence. It's monster intelligence. I appreciate that, but which it's still, is you know, it's still they they have some agency, but uh, uh, most of their lives are driven by instinct. That's the way I see these monsters. Mm-hmm. That they're mostly animal, like they're mm. highly intelligent well, intelligent there, animals. There's no there's no reason for them. Not to be driven by instinct. It's not like they have to go to work. Like they don't have to. Oh, like oh, there's there's work. To... There's work to be done. Are you kidding me? They clock in <laughs> on Monster they, Island. They, they yeah. clock in on Monster Island. It's it's like that yeah. uh, that Warner Brothers cartoon where the yeah. coyote and the dog clock in. It's like, hey, how you doing there, Frank? Oh, yeah. good, Al. And the, yeah. then the and coyote tries to eat, eat the, the sheep, sheep and, and, then, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the day, they clock out again. Yeah, they clock in. They fight King Ghidorah. Okay. Poor King Gator, he's got a tough job. He's, he's like the visiting a- AM from like uh, mm. like the next branch over. Yeah, it's like he he outranks them all, so they have to listen to what he says, but they they really hate him. You and I, we just did a podcast on our Patreon. Uh, it's called Only the Best. We review every single movie ever nominated for Best Picture, and we just did an episode about the Best Picture nominees in 1953. And one of those nominees is a western called Shane. Yeah, and in Shane, uh, sh- the title character Shane, he's a gunslinger. He goes to a small town. He's trying to put aside his violent past. But there are these bad guys, and they're trying to push people off their land. And gradually, Shane has to like step in and be a gunslinger once again, ostensibly for the right reasons. But he's still falling back into a life of violence. And the bad guys at the end of the movie, and this this is now a huge cliche, and, and even then it wasn't unheard of. Uh, they decided to bring in an extra bad guy in the third act. You're like, mm-hmm. oh well, the Shane guy is kind of a big deal. Uh, we should bring in our own Shane. So they bring yeah, in anti-shame. So they bring in Jack Palance, who's like, like pours himself into tight black leather, and then just like emerges in the desert, just like drinking rattlesnake juice <laughs> and shooting people indiscriminately, and he's super duper evil. That's King Ghidra. He's like the monster you bring in at the last minute now just to raise the stakes, yeah. which. I, I guess I appreciate that King Ghidorah is still treated like a real threat, although mm-hmm. when he does pop up in this movie, not so much. Well, what what I find frustrating is yeah. uh, in the first time we saw King Ghidorah in King in Ghidorah the Three Headed Monster, mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, taken down by Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra, who kind of talked them into fighting together, and it was really difficult. Yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a fight. Yeah, and then in the following film. Invasion of Astro Monster, mm-hmm. King Ghidorah is back. Yeah. And uh, Godzilla and Rodan are transported to the moon. Yeah. Or, tra- or it's Planet X. Planet X, yeah. It's one of the, one uh, of the moons of Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they fight King Ghidorah up there and they win again. Just yeah. two monsters this time. Just two monsters. And pretty quick this time, too. Yeah. Yeah. King Ghidorah comes back and now they need a dozen monsters? It's well, like... they don't, actually. And we'll, when we get to it, I want to talk about how I finally felt pity for King Ghidorah in this film. Um at this point in the movie, you know the the aliens have made their intentions known. They want to, we want Earth stuff. Give us some Earth land, like the, we're the Mysterians, and they've decided that uh, the time has come a little arbitrarily to attack Tokyo. But unlike all of the other cities in the world, which got one monster apiece, very egalitarian of them, uh, Tokyo gets attacked by a bunch of monsters all at once. Gets attacked by Godzilla. Gets attacked by Manda, and it's nice to see Manda in action because Manda was in um, Atragon. Yeah, 
and the, uh, undersea sea serpent yeah. worshipped by the, the people who yeah. lived in the grotto. And I yeah. love Monda. He's one of those like really long, uh, skinny, almost like eel type like dragon. yeah. dragons. Uh, and he gets talked up a lot in that movie, but he actually only shows up at the end and he's dispatched way too quickly for my taste. I thought Monda was really cool. We get to see some cool stuff of Monda in action here, and I love that when Monda is in Tokyo, he sees like a monorail, and he wraps himself around the monorail like a snake would wrap itself like around a branch and uh-huh. crushes the monorail. And I felt really bad for Monda at that moment because he thought that was a Monda rail. He thought that was made for him. And it oh, wasn't, well, and it you, broke, and it was sad. It's like if your cat climbs a cat tree and it like collapses under it. You, you, like, were, oh. you were really waiting for that one, weren't you? Yes, Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you new? <laughs> this is your first I, day. I'm still mad. <laughs> I can still be angry that you did it. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing, though. This is like the middle of the movie at this point. And even though there's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen, a lot more monster fights and monster destruction... This is actually my favorite part of the movie, because it's actually like a really big, multiple monster destruction sequence. It mm. doesn't use like some of the other previous movies had done some recycled footage in order to juice itself up when yeah. there's like this kind of level of destruction. Um, some really glorious shots of like like big wide shots of Godzilla like running through like missile fire and shit. Uh huh. Like, like like he's in Hacksaw Ridge or something. Like, it's really fucking great. <laughs> I love this whole bit. This is my... get, to, And especially because I get to see Monda in action I never did before. There's a lot of monsters in this movie, and a lot of them don't actually have that much to do. They're here, and that's nice, but yeah, they I don't mean, get their hero moment. And that's something that... A lot, lot of... A yeah. lot of monster, not a lot of screen time. And, and here's the thing. This is one of the things we, we bring up uh, Avengers and Avengers Endgame and such. And Avengers Endgame has a lot of problems, and we've talked about it before. But one thing they knew, and they bent over backwards to a to a, a, a almost laughable degree, but by God they did it. If we put every single character, every single hero we've ever had in these movies in one scene, every single one of them needs at least one moment. It could be a yeah. shared moment with other characters, but they need to have a cool moment because every single one of these characters is somebody's favorite. Okay. And that's how I feel about Destroy All Monsters. It's cool when even minor monsters get a hero moment, and it's a bummer when they don't. <laughs> and that's, and that, and again, you, you, maybe Baragon isn't your favorite guy, but he's not in it very much. Varen, he's in the back. Yeah, like, like to, barely there. Honestly, they don't, only, they don't even mention his name. I think I think Varen only gets like one shot at the end, where he's, he's like on Monster Island and flies off. There's one where he flies around, flies off, and then there's one I th- I think I'm, he, he looks a little like Rodan, but like and so in the distance I might have confused them, but I think he lands in the King Gator fight, but then he doesn't do anything. Oh yeah, right. I, I, I could be wrong. This could be like picking out one of the Spider Mans in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and that big centerpiece thing. Like, hmm. hey, is that that one Spider-Man I like? I don't know. We only had it for three frames. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's quite probable, who can say. Um, the uh, the monsters attack. They, they oh no, the monsters attack. It's bad. And uh, the lady who has been uh, brainwashed by the aliens uh, comes to, like, the ruins of Tokyo uh, to say like sort of gloat a little bit and our hero her boyfriend Hmm. grabs her in the middle of a press conference reaches his 
bare hands into her skull. <laughs> These aren't earrings. They're they're implants behind her ear. They're under her skin. Yeah. He rips them out with his bare hands in front of heads of the, state the press and everybody. The yeah. press. It's gruesome. We see her like spurt blood behind her ear. And of course, she feels better. It's like this really aggressive episode of Dr. Pimple Popper. Like, it's just like, okay, I feel better afterwards. But also, Jesus Christ. And she doesn't remember anything after she was brainwashed. And she's very shocked to find out somebody's bleeding from behind her ears. I want to see the conversation between the two of them. Where it's like, honey, I, I did what I had to do. And, well, and she, she's just she like... She doesn't remember it. She, she doesn't remember it, but mind, also... Mind controlled by the Kelak. I, I understand that. But also, you ripped things out of my skull. Let's let's take a week off for me <laughs> to sort of get used to that. And let, them let the scars heal. Because... I understand there were extenuating circumstances, but you're now the kind of guy who well, would do that. Th- th- she, he didn't rip things out of her skull, though. She was wearing earrings. No, they he were. No, ri- who's behind he, her ears? He, no, they were the earrings. They even said it's a different model, and uh, so he didn't rip things out of her skull, but he did tear her piercings, which is still pretty gross. Okay. And uh, and I've seen that happen to people. Yeah. They get like a piercing ripped or yeah. pulled oh, a awful. little too yeah. hard, and yeah. I, I don't have any piercings, and yeah. that's one of the reasons on why I don't have any piercings, mm. is because I've seen seen those things snag on friends, and yeah, it just looks insanely painful. Yeah. Um, they go, like, hunting for the monsters at this point, and it's it's like... Like, the monsters can't control themselves. Mm. They're not responsible for their actions, but they are causing a lot of destruction, and they're trying to destroy all the monsters. And it's like all of Japan is trying to put Old Yeller down. Aww. Like it's like I started feeling really bad. The monsters aren't doing this on purpose. They have absolutely no control over this. It really no. sucks. Um, no America, Godzilla's our monster. We'll take care of this. Yeah. Uh, they start like uh, uh, like running around trying to find like the secret base uh, of the aliens. There's this really hilarious bit where they're like running on the ground from Godzilla, and Godzilla is like. The opposite of Michael Myers, where he could catch up to you in two footsteps, uh-huh. but somehow you can always outrun him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plot. Um, no, he's got, like, buildings in his way. He has to yeah. step around. No, stuff. he didn't. It was This was, like, in a field, remember? He's used to having buildings in his way. Ah, okay. So it's the, like the, it's the, like when Fezzik says, I'm used to fighting eight guys, and that's why one guy can defeat me in Princess yeah, Bride. Yeah. Okay. He's not, not used to taking those big, long monster strides. He has to go. kind of tiptoe. Uh, our heroes, uh, uh, what do they do? What, 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 what's the next thing that happens? Because there's a lot that happens in rapid succession. Uh, they have to fly to the moon mm. and they have to destroy this like moon technology that they have. That's where the, the aliens have been keeping their monster controlling device. Um, they have to destroy that thing so that well, they can break Godzilla and everyone they, out, they, out from under that spell. The earrings, like the little, these little yeah. beads that they've been implanting on people, controlling people's brains. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, larger ones that can kind of broadcast mind control into monsters. Yeah. And those things, and they find these little like coconut sized things all over the world. Yeah. They have to, uh, they have to go to the moon to break that stuff. There's a cool bit. And, uh, and the, the Kelaks have a base like un- underneath Mount Fuji. Yeah. But uh, they're they're again they're monster controlling devices on the moon. They have to like 
escape to the moon while Godzilla's shooting atomic fire at them and Rodan is trying to take them down. And that's really cool. Mm. That's a fun bit. Uh, and then they land on the moon and they have to like shoot a ray gun at the alien lair. And it's kind of like that scene from Michael Mann's Thief where like James Caan is trying to like burn his way into a vault and it takes all day. Like it's basically like that, but on the moon so we can save Godzilla's free will. This is the better version. <laughs> this is better than Michael Mann's Thief. They're much better than Michael Mann's yeah. Thief. Come on. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they use this laser, they break into the Kelak base, and they get the, the device that lets them mm-hmm. control monsters. And then they announce very proudly, we control the monsters now. Yes. And I realized at that moment, I had assumed uh-huh. that we were trying to save the monsters from being mind-controlled, which is a violation of the monsters. Mm. No, we just want to be able to control them ourselves. And now I'm mad at us. Now I'm <laughs> mad at Earth. And I kind of want the monsters to go on another rampage again just to teach everybody a valuable lesson. Mm. This will end up going... The, the movie decides to, to mitigate this and go in a cheerful direction, but they decide they're going to send all the monsters to Mount Fuji uh-huh. to take out the aliens once and for all. And there's this hilarious bit where that uh, TV announcer I was telling you before it says, yes, we're here now, and we're just waiting for all the monsters to show up. I wonder which monster will show up first, and oh, it's Manila. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys! I'm here. It's like Alan and Barbie. Yeah, except Alan's cool. Uh, and then Godzilla shows up behind Manila, which, in my mind, made me think that Godzilla was like, I'll let Manila go first. I'll give him a little thrill. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, let's let them have a moment. <laughs> That's kind of nice, actually. Like he's the first at the curtain call, yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, a whole bunch of monsters. Not every monster shows up. But uh, at the end of the fight, they announced that we've got Manila, Godzilla, Mothra, Anguirus, Monda, Baragon, Gorosaurus, Kumanga, the spider dude, uh, Varen, kind of? Uh, uh, is is there. It doesn't yeah. really do much. Yeah. Uh, and Rodan. And just as they're about to like break into the base, the aliens announce, yeah... We got an ace up our sleeve. We got King Ghidorah. Oh. And they're like, you're, we, because he's a space monster, you can't control him. And all of your Earth monsters cannot defeat him. It just took two last time. It took like five yeah. minutes. If they said something like, and, and we've enhanced him, and this yeah. is like has a fourth robot, we're going to see a, a robo King Ghidorah later on in the series. Nice. But, uh,. Uh, yeah, it's the same King Ghidorah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm guessing that these films are only vaguely canonically linked. Mm. Like, this is not a really through, like, solid through line of, uh, mm. of chronology. Yeah. Uh, well, because some of these some of these monsters are dead. Anguirus died. That's right. We only had one of Anguirus, and Anguirus died halfway through Godzilla Raids yeah, again. But, so uh, it it gets. Uh, a little bit clearer that a lot of these movies exist in their own individual yeah. continuities later on. Like in the Millennium series, there's one called... Uh, the full title of the movie is GMK, Godzilla, Mothra, King, Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Uh, and that one, Godzilla, like, is a complete... Like, they redesign the creature. Yeah. It's uh, a completely different continuity. It's like... The- but then they go back to the original Millennium continuity. It's really weird. The idea and, that and they're we doing must that have again. a consistent continuity is... Yeah. It, it's it's nice for the logic parts of our brain, but also yeah. not necessary. Well, you say the logic parts of our brain, but you know we're of a generation that was encouraged to think that way. Yeah, that's my point. Uh, we are we're you like were the post v, post VHS generation. We uh, 
we're trained to watch movies incessantly mm-hmm. and overanalyze them and start looking for the, you know, sort of the structure within these things that were never really given a lot of thought to begin with. Like, even if you've seen these <clears throat> movies in the 60s, you probably haven't seen them since they were in the theater. Mm. It's probably only a vague memory to you. I was but watching the film, movie... and the filmmakers aren't thinking about that kind of well, thing. They want to. They, they, they want to know. How, they want to know how this one works. They don't care how it connects yeah. to other ones. Generally speaking, yes, there is a. Uh, there's even a moment in this movie where I was like, "Wait a minute! Didn't Mothra turn into a moth the last time we saw Mothra?" Mm. And I was like, "You know what? I, I, we've been watching these films every week, very consistently, very recently. But I've watched so many of them; they're starting to bleed together a little bit, and even I can't keep the continuity straight." Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not gonna, the, I'm not gonna ding them. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you made an excellent point once about the movie Clerks. Yeah, uh, where there's a. a, a famous scene in, in Kevin Smith's movie Clerks where they're talking about within the movie they're talking about Return of the Jedi yeah uh, that kind of conversation wasn't in movies up until that point no, not, it, was, not it, was seen as, it was seen as a little gauche yeah, to talk too much about movies and popular culture within a movie yeah like that that, yeah. that really exploded well, first of all in Breathless like in the 60s and then again in the well, 90s yeah. but Breathless um, didn't make it into a regular occurrence it no, wasn't until no. I think the one-two punch of Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino yeah and, uh, and, and Scream like all of the, they're, yeah. they're all they're all in that like, matrix all of those things um, around the same time just made that commonplace yeah. yeah so uh the idea and you said you know that, that was a comedy scene in Clerks where they're kind of overthinking the continuity and the structure of something like Return of the Jedi and now that's just a job. Yeah. That's just what you do on the regular. Like that's literally that's every Websites day. are devo- de- yeah. devoted to that kind of thing. So yeah. we're using our generation's uh, yeah. logic of overthinking to try to parse out continuity when uh, in so doing we're missing the forest for the trees. Yeah, I think a lot of the things that happen in these movies is um, there's, a, there's a wonderful TV show called Invader Zim. <laughs> and there's a scene in there's an episode of Invader Zim and he's this little alien and he's trying to conquer the world and he's really bad at it and that's the whole mm-hmm. joke um, he learns about there's this like he, he, we don't talk about it anymore but there's a face on Mars there's like one like rocky oh, outcropping yeah. that looks like a face and it was briefly sort of enchanting like ooh I wonder if that means something he finds out about the face on Mars and he goes to Mars he finds the face and he finds out it actually is a structure left behind by the Martians before they wipe themselves out and it's like it got a computer interface. And the computer interface says, yes, our entire civilization destroyed ourselves, embarking on our greatest accomplishment ever, transforming the entire planet Mars into a spaceship. And he's like, you killed your entire species, turning your planet into a spaceship? Why did you do that? And he says, because it's cool. <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of things happen in these movies. Why are characters, why is Angerus back? Because it's cool. It's cool. We want him back. But every once in a while, they'll like do. You, you realize there's like a hole, and like they they could have put something really cool in it, mm. and they didn't. And when King Ghidorah showed up, and like he's like now going to be taken down by this entire you know vast West Side Story gang of monsters. <laughs> um, I realized when you're a kaiju, you're a kaiju all the way. I realized they missed an opportunity here. King Ghidorah should have had his own posse. Like new monsters? Or previously existing monsters we hadn't seen. Like, I realize money is a factor, but like, hmm. 
you know, we haven't seen Ebera. Maybe he shows up with Ebera. Maybe he's oh, yeah, got yeah. his own, like, just all the other monsters to show up. If you're, like, thinking to yourself, he can even withhold a few, since we're not really doing anything with some of them. Oh, you know what? Th- like, Varen just shows up been, with King Ghidorah. You it would have been a good, uh, good chance to bring in Dogara, because Dogara yeah. kind of floated through space. Th- it's space monster. Yeah, there's all, another space monster. And would kind of, like, cool, lifting right? monsters up off the ground. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I'm saying, it, it feels like a missed opportunity. I'm not really complaining because it's just what I would have done. But what I would have done is a little cooler. So I'm just going <laughs> to say it right now. And in my head, that would have been cool. But yeah, King Gatorade shows up. And there's this wonderful... It's, I think it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Is when Angerus tries to fight King Ghidorah. And he grabs... And Angerus is an ankylosaurus. It's like a turtle monster, basically. Angerus yeah, t- and Baragon are... Um... Yeah. Quadrupeds. Yeah, they, they crawl around, so yeah. close to the ground. Angerus bites one of King Ghidorah's head, and King Ghidorah, who can fly, uh, takes off, and you can see Angerus like hanging from him, like a dog yeah. that bit like like the, a, the, a little the bumper dog of a bite, car. Yeah. Little, a little dog like, bites the cuff of your pants, you lift up like, your leg, ah. and it kind of dangles yeah. there. Yeah, for that's a, second, a better right? metaphor because mine was dark. Uh, yeah, like, and you just, this that's my favorite shot in the whole movie. It's just King Ghidorah like dragging Dang, Angerus. Dangling from, yeah. <laughs> from King Ghidorah. It's the silliest damn thing. But here's the thing. King Ghidorah shows up. They beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. They, like, pull him to the ground and all stomp on him and shit. Mm. I'm like, I get that the movie's over. But also, I kind of wanted a little bit more of a fight. (laughs) I just feel bad for King Ghidorah now. He was dropped into this. He He was assured. No, it's like, d- listen, those d- guys kicked my ass last time. You think I have a shot this time? Oh, definitely. There's like 20 of them now. Holy shit. <laughs> st- staggering into the room, closing the door behind him. There's like eight of them out there. Oh my God. Like bleeding from his head. Am I the only bad monster we've got? Well, how did that happen? It's not fair. To, to be fair, uh, King Ghidorah is evil. He is evil, but it's, he's so outmatched mm. that like, it, it just feels kind of pathetic. Gengitra is now Invader Zim. It's a, it's a little <laughs> pathetic. Um, King uh, uh is is defeated, and uh, at this point, the alien's like, ah, but we have another secret weapon. The Fire Dragon. And it's this big ball of animated fire that like flies through buildings and shit. And I actually didn't know about the Fire Dragon, so I'm like, ah. Oh. Uh, this is fucking cool. Yep. Who is this kaiju that I'm very excited to learn about? Oh, I didn't think it was a... I thought it was just a weapon. Oh, I assumed it was like a, a like a kaiju made of fire. I was like, that's a oh, cool I, idea. I thought it was like an artificial thing that they had built. Like, that's their that was their weapon. Something uh, they built well, to destroy the Earth. But, but these... Manda's a dragon. Like, a dragon is a kaiju. So if you yeah. call it a dragon, I assume it's a kaiju. Oh, yeah. So I was really, really excited for this fire dragon. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I want to learn more about this kaiju. Turns out it's just a UFO that's on fire. Fuck off. <laughs> that, you can't do that in the last five minutes of your movie. God damn it. Crash is spectacular. It does though, it yeah. does crash really cool. Um, at some point in this in the in the melee, uh, the uh, humans lose their abilities. I think it's thanks to the fire dragon. Uh, to control the monsters. Mm-hmm. And now the monsters have their free will back. And everyone's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And the monsters are like get these aliens and godzilla <laughs> godzilla like shoots fire at their face and when that doesn't work he literally just kicks down their door yeah like a yeah. sheriff and like a wild western just slam like there there's a lot of good monster foot action in this one there's yeah. a there was a scene earlier where the monsters are stepping on tanks yeah which is just so viscerally satisfying like you can picture yourself as a little kid yeah just stomping, stomping on, on a tank toy or something yeah, that's, what match, that's why matchbox toys are that small you want to stomp them 
I, I like to think that the, the inventor of Matchbox, like, had that in mind. Sure. Like, that a child needs a small car so the child can pretend they're giant. Yeah. Actually, the reason Matchbox cars are... You know, you know what they're called that, right? Because they fit in the Matchbox. Uh, specifically because the inventor's children were only allowed to bring toys to school that would fit in a Matchbox. Oh! It was, it was like a mandate oh, from the school. Fun. So it's like, well, okay. I'll make Matchbox cars, and you can race them around at Mr. school. Mr. Loophole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nicely done, Invented everybody. Invented a toy car that fits yeah. in a Matchbox. Nice. I, I was always frustrated when I was a kid. I had a lot of uh, action figures when I was a kid. I was an mm. action figure kid. and uh, I was really mad that in the 80s... It was less the problem in the, in the 70s. But in the 80s, all the different toy lines were at a different scale. So, like, mm. your He-Man action figures are, like, twice as big as your G.I. Joe action figures. Yeah. And that really There's ruined the narrative. of giants. Yeah. That, it, it, just, it just, it forced me so that every fucking narrative I was trying to weave had to involve a land of the giants. <laughs> Or a giant ray gun that turns you into a giant. Or you're just not imaginative enough, and maybe there's just large people. Like I said, a land of the giants. These guys are really, really big. They're, but that's they, natural you don't have to, to them. comment on it. It's just I understand just, yeah. that, but at the same time, I don't always want to center my narratives on this. I don't always <laughs> want to have this be a factor. Sometimes I just wanted them to to, to have tea, or like but, to, I understand they can, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, just, it's the elephant. Tea. It's the elephant in the room, buddy. Hmm. You have, to, you have to hang a lantern on it. I was going to make a reference to some elephant toy, but I couldn't think of one right there. Oh, wait, there was a human elephant that squirted water. There was! It was like an elephant, and robot the, elephant head toy. Yeah, what the hell toy. was that? Elephanto. Probably some, something, it was a, something equally yeah, imaginative. Electrolux. Babar. He-Man he sucks. He- I'll just say <laughs> that. The show sucked. The action figures were fun. Um... Elephant heat. I was. I was. I. I crafted more elaborate and thematically rich narratives in He Man on my carpet. Oh, oh, it's even I worse did. than we think. Oh, I looked no. up Elephant He Man. I found out the name of that character was Snout Spout. Oh, you're not Sn- even trying. Snout Spout is a cyborg with a human body and a metallic elephant. Elephanto is better. Yeah. How did that I, happen? I like that sucks. Yeah, the shitty idea. Oh my God. Snout Spout has its own like Wikipedia page. Of course he does. He's got a, a he's got a, 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 a huge backstory that needs to be preserved for the. Although ages. Uh, Lou Scheimer did the mm. voice for Snout Spout, Snout Spout. Good. Lou Scheimer was the, like the head honcho over at Filmation. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the the monsters. <laughs> Other the... questions: Is Fisto a good guy? <laughs> No, Fisto. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> I'm on a t-shirt now that says "Is Fisto." A the good monsters guy. defeat the aliens, and the movie ends with everyone waving happily to them yeah, from they, a helicopter. And they go back to Monster Island. They go back to Monster Island. Do they like Monster Island? Is that like their, their preferred? Yeah. Is it? Like, I just want to know. I just want to confirm. Is this? Just like the only place you can afford on your budget, they or hate is this people? Actually... They have their own place. And okay, they can hang so out. And they can yeah. scrap with other monsters if they want to. Just sort of yeah. hang out. They, they're fed. Yeah, they have all, all they this. Are. Yeah, the are. humans are giving them all the food oh. they want. The one, the one that I actually thought was cute. I forgot. To, I told you there was a cute Manila bit. 
That mm-hmm. wasn't just Manila showing up first. Uh, after they defeat King Ghidorah, and Manila doesn't do shit, by the way. No, Manila's just, just a little baby. On the sidelines, and occasionally you see Manila going, yeah! Mm. Uh, after they defeat King Ghidorah, Manila walks up to the corpse, puts his one foot on it, oh, and like, yeah, it's yeah. like he's claiming it for Spain. Like He's just like, I did it! That's, that's the, his uh, move. Goes, it's cute, actually, because yeah. you can see the kaiju like, let him have this. Mm. Just let him. He's a kid. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. Hey, yeah. Get get a picture of that. That's good. yeah. That's that's pretty good. We're gonna remember that one for everybody. Um. Anyway, that's the story of monsters. Basically, the monsters all, uh, all the good monsters mm. survive and uh, end up on Monster Island for future adventures to take place. Uh, Ghidorah is uh, quite dead again, but he'll be back. And uh, yeah, I forgot when King Ghidorah comes back. He'll be it's back. Kind of, I know. I know King Ghidorah does come back. I just forgot yeah. when. Might not be um, until the next continuity. King Ghidorah might be out. Yeah, because again, this, is, this was supposed to be like this, them closing the finale, this out. Yeah, they, this was them saying we're out of ideas. And every time, this is this is self fulfilling prophecy in every single franchise. Every single franchise where you say, okay, this is going to be our last chapter. We're done. We're just going to put the sucker to bed. Because it has that air of finality. Because you allow yourself to do things that feel a little bit more. Uh, dramatic or monumental that movie attracts bigger crowds and then it does so well that the studio says well we got to make more mm. this happened multiple times in the friday the 13th series alone we had the final chapter we had jason goes to hell the final friday we did that twice <laughs> all right uh freddy's dead the final nightmare not the last freddy movie uh we had uh every single film and the Final Destination series told us it was the final film. And they just kept making them. And they thought the Destroyal Monsters was going to put a cap around this. And it did not. We got dozens more <laughs> for decades. Um, and this, and here's the thing. This film wasn't a big hit. Like, it really was at the time. This was not like a giant block. This was not the most successful Godzilla movie by any stretch. It was actually like... It's also what... Yeah. Pretty expensive as these things go. Sure. But yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a bummer, actually. Uh, but over time, Destroy All Monsters, partly because of the novelty of all the monsters, partly because there's a certain joyful simplicity to it. It's not pretending to be another movie and where a kaiju shows up. It's very focused on it. Mm-hmm. And it really gives you as much fan service as they were capable of. I just want to see all the monsters fighting. And they do. Uh, it's a treat. It's uncomplicated, but it delivers everything it says, with one noteworthy exception. Only one monster got destroyed. Yeah. 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 It's King Gator. He's got three heads. I guess it counts as three. But, like, you know, other than that, uh, destroy all monsters, we tried briefly. How about destroy, comma, all monsters? No. It's a command to the monsters to destroy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. How about destroy semicolon all monsters? Mm. Uh, there's a, there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. It's not very good. You don't have to watch it. called uh, Scout's oh, okay. Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, I actually never saw that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not, not that great. Uh, but there's no apostrophe in the title. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. The, yeah. Scout's, the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. Which would mean that the word guide is now a verb in that title. Mm. So scouts are guiding us to the zombie apocalypse. Scouts guide to the zombie apocalypse. 
Punctuation matters. It does. It really, really does. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any last thoughts? You've mm-hmm. made your point about how mm-hmm. Destroy All Monsters is kind of... Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's it's Toho basically attacking the rest of the world. Toho you know? using these monsters to attack the rest of the world. I think yeah. it's it becomes incredibly fraught when you start thinking about the politics of it. Yeah, uh, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Ishida Honda wasn't necessarily ha- putting those ideas in there. Mm-hmm. He uh, did want it to be less silly. Like the producer like insisted that Godzilla do that like jumping the, like, the victory dance, the victory yeah. dance, and apparently they shot it, and then Ishida Honda cut it from the film. Well, good for he, him. He was like, I'm I, not I doing I this the shit again. So yeah, uh, the, the, this is sort of like the culmination. Ishida Honda was back. Mm. I think he's only going to do one other of the Godzilla movies. Um, um, and and it's going to be Jun Fukuda mostly uh, from yeah. here on out. He also wrote this one, which he didn't usually do. Yeah. So the, he wrote this, the first one. I think that might have been, I think this might have been the only other Godzilla movie he actually has a writing credit And, and this this is the biggest one. It's the biggest, it's the most satisfying, it's the most fun. You get the most monster action in it. Yeah. Uh, so much destruction. It's fun and wacky uh with all of these invading aliens without being uh too cartoonish it's you know serious without being maudlin which i really appreciate mm-hmm. it, it's the perfect balance of everything you want in a godzilla movie this is this is the one this is the yeah. good one this is the best one uh it's all downhill from here he will direct a couple more movies that we're reviewing including a couple of godzilla movies uh he ended up directing all monsters attack which is the next big Godzilla movie after this? And uh, Ishida Honda did all monsters. Yeah, all monsters attack. Uh, according to according to IMDb, maybe he was a co-director. Uh, he also did Terror of Mecha Godzilla, which is oh, okay. further in the past. And a lot of Godzilla movies uh, will use like some leftover footage that he did, so he's got like a credit there. Right. Uh, but yeah, looking at the director of all monsters. Okay, multiple directors for... are credited for all monsters attack. Oh, you know why? Because that's another one where they use a lot of clips. Yeah. So yeah. I think I, I think he just doesn't clarify that that one's a clip show. But yeah. Right. So there you go. Um, All monsters attack. Mm-hmm. Maybe the worst one. Uh huh. But we don't have to worry about that yet because yet, but, you know. no 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 no. It's coming up real real soon. It's coming up real real soon. Mm. But uh, the next time on Thank Godzilla It's Friday, we're taking a bit of a detour. You know, eventually in this uh, series, we're going to have to talk about. Uh, some of the big theatrical Godzilla movies that were made outside of Japan, like uh, the Roland Emmerich Godzilla and the yeah, Legendary yeah. Monsters Godzilla. But the first Godzilla movie we're going to talk about that wasn't produced in Japan, that wasn't even produced by Toho, is next time. Because, we're again, we're doing these things in order, and this was the year, 1969, Okay, one year after Destroy All Monsters, that Bambi meets Godzilla. That's right, we're doing it. Going to do a whole episode. A whole episode. Our, by the time we introduce the episode, it will be longer than the film. Because this is a very short, very famous animated film hmm. in which Bambi, the Disney character, the deer, meets Godzilla. What happens? I will not tell you right now. You can either watch the short or find out next week. Mm-hmm. Or if you're listening to this episode on our main podcast feed, you can find out right now by subscribing to our Patreon because our patrons get all of our episodes ad-free and one week early. That's right. 
So thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want episodes ad-free and one week early, you can go to patreon.com slash criticallyacclaimednetwork. We also have a lot of exclusive shows, including Only the Best. We just did all the Best Picture nominees in 1953. Uh, we have All Our Yesterdays. We're reviewing every single Star Trek in order. We do commentary tracks, hangouts, trivia nights, the whole shebang. It's great. And thank you all of our patrons, without whom we would not exist. So, you're awesome. Thank you. You're wonderful. If you want to talk about anything we discussed in this episode, uh, can you blow holes in our various uh, uh, continuity theories? Do you know more than we do? You probably do. Uh, at least about something. Uh, but you can always email us. Our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net. Uh, Whitney, what is our P.O. Box? Yeah, send us a physical letter to the Critically Acclaimed Network. P.O. Box 641565, Los Angeles, California, 90006. If you want to follow us on the social medias, we're on Twitter at Critic Acclaim. We're at Blue Sky at Critic Acclaim, and I am on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Instagram at William Bibiani. Yeah, same, same, but Whitney Seibold. Indeed, uh, Whitney. Any last uh, thing you want to say before we go? Screonk, screonk, people. Mm-hmm.